Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston. Thanks for taking some time uh, to listen today uh, as we continue to talk about leadership in Jesus, the Jesus way in his kingdom movement. Today, what I want to talk to you about is that leadership is not management. So as I've defined for you before, a leader is someone who influences others towards the God-preferred kingdom future that that person has or uh, the group has that the leader might be uh, residing in and, and, and giving leadership to. As I've talked to you before, uh, leadership is a stewardship action. It's a responsible role. It's not a position or a status. And the whole goal is to influence people towards God's kingdom future. Leadership, then, is the act of leading, uh, using it as a verb, not as a noun. So the leader gives leadership, uh, gives influence to those individual people or groups or, you know, a church or other kind of organization. They give that leadership to that group in order to have them go forward towards God's preferred future. Now, the New Testament portrays the leader as a spiritual parent, and we've kind of talked about this. We shared with this last time that um, that uh, the roles of leadership in the New Testament are very familial. It's not so much organizational, it's not so much titles, but it's about being spiritual parents, about being sons and daughters, uh, spiritual aunts and uncles. And so it's, it's about the leader being a spiritual parent who guides others into that future that God has for them. And and, you know, but un unfortunately, a lot of times people who are considered to be spiritual leaders in churches are actually kind of middle managers in an organizational structure. And if you read a lot of the current literature on what people refer to as leadership, leadership is often co-located with management. In other words, they're kind of considered to be the same thing. So this is really understandable, uh, as it's often said that you know, uh, America's business is business. So our culture is heavily influenced by uh, business thought and business practices. And so business, commerce, and industry have had a heavy influence on our cultural thinking about leadership, even in the church. Uh, as someone who's been involved in church planting for over 30 years, uh, a lot of the stuff that kind of came up in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s was kind of a business model for church and a business model for church planting, kind of heavily influenced by organizational thought out of the business world and, you know, the, the practices and best practices that we could create would somehow organize churches into existence. Well, we found that wasn't true. Uh, what we found was is that organization needed to happen, but it happened after something had already been created. And, you know, that kind of brings us back to the, the distinction between leaders and managers. Well, managers manage that which already is, but leaders bring the future. So if leadership is about bring the future, it's about creating what is next with management being about caring for what already is. And I know there's a lot of terms like organizational leadership or um, managerial leadership, and you know those things do kind of blend together in the culture, but when we're talking about the kingdom, we're really talking about uh, 
leaders about are about bringing life, creating life, bringing new things, catalyzing. Managers organize and care for life that already exists. Now, to be sure, it's an essential task, but we have to understand the distinction. Um, as I said before about church planting and, and about church growth and church health, a lot of stuff that, that has, was, was originally taught in the 70s, 80s, 90s, even currently, I think, has really been based in the business model, not so much in the organic life model of uh, the New Testament. And so, you know, you, you, you can't organize life into existence. You can't manage life uh, into existence. It has to be created and fostered. And then uh, after that kind of catalytic thing happening, you do have to organize the life. You do have to manage it. You do have to care for it. But we need to understand the ordering of these things and their distinctions. So you can't organize or manage life into existence. You manage it once it already exists. Now, good management and solid business practices are essential in a local church community. But it's not leadership. And, and leaders will often need to manage. Uh, and managers you know, also can express leadership, but they are primarily two distinct functions. Uh, I really believe strongly that leaders have to have good organizational skills, starting with yourself. You have to, you have to be organ. You have to be able to lead yourself. You have to be able to manage yourself uh, before you can lead others and manage other people. And you know, I personally have kind of a, a gift set that spans both domains of leadership and management. And, you know, before I became a church planner, I was in the business world. And so before I got into pastoral ministry, that's what I did. And, and so I very often create systems and structures that are leadership systems and structures and not always so great at, at following through and managing them. It's not that I couldn't, but I really need other people that have a stronger grace in that to do it. And so we, we need to do management, we need to be organized, but it has to be as, as uh, it has to be something that comes after we create life. Now, one really good example of this distinction is in the body life of the church uh, is found in Acts with the appointment of deacons in Acts 6. And it says this in uh, Acts 6, 1 through 4. Now in, now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution, which meant food. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, who we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So this is a perfect example for us to see the distinction here. Uh, the apostolic leaders of this early church community responded to a valid need. There were people that were being overlooked. Uh, interestingly enough, it's the the Hellenized Jews, uh, those who were culturally more Greek than Jew, and uh, they, uh, they were amongst the number of the early disciples. And the, the seven guys they pick are all Hellenists. So um, you know, we always say, if you see a need, meet it. So that's what happened with these guys. Uh, they, they 
brought this issue up and they got tapped to deal with it. And so, but out of this, they create a system for caring. And so the diaconate was created to manage this need. Now, what it does, though, is it frees the apostolic leadership of the church to stay focused on the future. Now, they weren't uh, uncaring about this. They absolutely cared. But they also knew they had a priority on praying, seeking the heart of God, knowing what God's future path was, and the sharing of the gospel, the spreading of the gospel to new people so that the future of the kingdom would be uh, a future where more and more people came to know Jesus. So they were bringing the future. They were focusing on what was next while the diaconate focused on what was already happening that needed to be cared for. So, you know, I, I, they created a great system and, and systems are great. I love systems. I'm a systems guy. You know, I joke and say I create systems in my sleep. Um, Bob Logan was one of my mentors. Uh, he would always say that uh, systems help ordinary people do extraordinary things. And so management systems and leadership systems are really important. And both leaders and managers use systems. So throughout my entire uh ministry the past 30 plus years, I've always created systems, pathways, processes for people to engage their future, to discover what God's calling was for them, and to move towards it. Even the, the Trivium Institute for Leader Development that Mike Perkinson and I uh, have, have developed, other people help management. Uh, we continue to create content, but the whole idea is to help, you know, people who are in local churches who want to pastor, who want to be church planners, who want to be missionaries, that they can they can engage their future. So we're helping bring them into God's future or in, in a way bring God's future to them, that this is their pathway. And so pathway systems are essential, but that's a leadership pathway. You know, now there are other things we do to manage that pathway once it exists, but really that's, uh, you know, I can create that and I could do it, but it's not really where I'm supposed to focus. I'm supposed to keep focusing on what's next. In fact, the joke around uh, our church is that I live in the future and every once in a while I come back to visit everybody else. Uh, and so the, uh, uh, the leader really is about the focus and so the systems they create are future focused while management systems are, are really designed to support what is. And you can build out your systems, managerial systems to support future, to support growth in the body of Christ. And we do that all the time, but it's still a management uh, as opposed to a leadership capacity. I think a lot of the issues concerning the spiritual uh, state of the church in the U.S. is that the fact that we spend a lot of time managing and much and not much time leading. Um, I think that you know when pastors are actually employed by a local church, a lot of times what happens is they are given a whole lot of administrative work to do. That uh, while they're the paid professional, they should have to do that. But but in reality. They aren't the paid manager. They're meant to be the paid leader or the bivocational leader or the unpaid leader. Uh, and yeah, I know I've, I've been there. I've, you know, even recently I've had to 
you know, clean the bathrooms, mop the floors, do all that stuff uh, just because there was need. And so no one's ever above that. It's not, it's not about what's above or what's beneath. It's about focus. And it's about, you know, a, a leader functioning in their leadership grace uh, and not so much needing to be waiting on tables, as, as uh, the apostle said in Acts. So, but because of the, the fact that the, the cultural perspective of leadership is very similar to the, the perspective of management, there is a lot of expectations, I think, that are put on leaders to be the managers. And, and honestly, I know some leaders who are terrible managers. And, and really need other people to come around them and give, give them grace. Now, my wife, Kathy, she has a master's degree, you know, MSM, a master's of science and management in healthcare administration. So she can manage. Now, she's also a leader in her own right. But if you want something put together and organized and, and people cared for, that's Kathy. That's, I mean, that's what her grace is. So we, we function really good together. She keeps me uh, kind of rooted to the ground uh, instead of living, living in the heavens all the time. Uh, living in the future, she constantly pulls me back to the now to, to, to help care for what is. And that's, that's important. But we have these graces that complement each other that have allowed us to, you know, uh, establish, you know, four church plants and send out eight more and missions teams and all those kind of things. And, and, but it's, it's really been about... Uh, being able to create the systems and know the graces that we're in and function in those. So, you know, I think this this predisposition to management kind of puts uh, uh, this confusion on leadership and management into local churches. I think that there are, there are uh, local church boards or church councils or whatever you call them, elders or deacons, whoever it is that does kind of the management thing. Uh, they they kind of function as middle managers and don't actually do much. They just spend a lot of time thinking about what ought to be done and then either have the pastor do it or try to get some people in the church to do it. They don't actually do it. Uh, if they were really leaders, they, those people would catalyze. They'd be out doing this stuff and getting it done. And so, you know, I think that this even affects us in our governance, uh, in our organizational structures, and kind of how we do church at a local level or maybe even a denominational level. Uh, again, leaders are about the future. Now, uh, it's kind of really interesting. Robert Banks wrote this with a co-author that he has. Uh, and he said this, many organizations today are overmanaged and underled. And what this does is this leads to real systemic problems like I've been talking about in these situations. So, you know, as we've noted, leadership's about bringing the future, creating what is next, with management being about caring for what already is. He goes on to say this, in general, the purpose of management is to provide order and consistency to organizations where the primary function of leadership is to produce change and movement. So there is a future to be had, a next aspect of the kingdom of God to be realized, and it's the leader who takes hold of it and pulls it to themselves and those who are following them. So Jesus talks about this in Matthew uh, eleven twelve, where talking about John the Baptist. He says, since the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom has been uh, uh, coming forcefully and forceful men lay hold of it. 
you know, uh, another one is, uh, another translation is, it's been coming violently and the violent take it by force. So the whole idea of this passage is that the kingdom is inbreaking and guys like John, who are passionate about the things of God, are laying hold of it and are moving it forward. Uh, and so that's the future Jesus is talking about. In fact, even in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 10, he, he says, you know, pray then like this, uh, come, you know, kingdom of God, be done will of God on earth as it already is in heaven. And so the whole idea is pulling the future kingdom of God that already exists in perfection in heaven to earth in the here and now. Now, he wasn't just telling us to pray that about the future. He's talking about bringing that future into the now. And so leadership is intentional and it proactively initiates change that brings the future. This really isn't the case with management. Uh, as uh, Banks and Ledbetter go on to say, management is about coping with complexity. It's responsive. Leadership is about coping with change. It's mostly proactive. So we need to think about what is it that we do as leaders that facilitates the emergence of God's kingdom future in our lives, in the lives of the people that we're leading, in the lives of the churches that we may lead. And, and yes, we do need to be about management. We do need to care about it, but it's a second order priority. And we need to focus the majority of our energies on bringing the future. Now, I think this is why uh, we don't see uh, new converts. I, I think that we're focused and absorbed and, you know, using our time, talent, and treasure um, to manage what is rather than investing, you know, who we are and what we have in new relationships and new people and reaching out to, in new ways to our community and bridging the gap and getting outside what exists to create what is yet to be. And it's part of the co-creative process that we have with the Lord in being fruitful and multiplying. And so I think it's essential for us if we want to see multiplication of disciples, leaders, and churches, that we as leaders begin to be proactively catalytic, focusing on the future and making sure things are cared for, making sure things are, are, are good, uh, and, and, and people are being nurtured. But that can absorb all of our time. We have to find those around us who can manage while we continue to lead. So my question for you is this. So how are you investing your time, your talent, your treasure, yours personally, and also perhaps the church's budget, calendar, and staffing? How, how are you investing? Is it in leading? Is it bringing God's future to his people and his people to his future? Or is it just in managing what you already have? So my encouragement today is that you would think about that, you'd evaluate yourself, and that you would bust out of what is so that you can bring the future that God intends for the people that you lead. God bless. Have a great week.